If you're ready to blast through, defy the odds, and be the 1%, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to The 1% Life with Johnny Dillon, where you will learn how to master your mind, elevate your sales, and live The 1% Life. What's going on, rock stars? Welcome back to this episode of Mindset Monday. Today's topic, change your habits, change your life. I hope you have a pen and paper handy and are ready to take notes because this topic has the ability to change your life forever. I'm Joni Dillon, peak performance coach and sales trainer, helping you defy the odds and become the 1%. I want you to just think for a moment. What if your sales performance had no limit? And it felt like every month you were breaking records month after month. Maybe you've stepped out of your shell and the level you were playing at once before and finally started playing in the big leagues. If you feel like you're not playing at your best right now and there's another level of success waiting for you, or maybe you've tried, you've tried to get to that next level of success by creating new habits or as I call them, power rituals for success, and you don't follow through, or perhaps you're super hard on yourself, you're your worst critic. And you often catch yourself beating yourself up with the thoughts in your mind or the words coming out of your mouth. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've achieved. We've all done it. But wouldn't it be nice to stop and to finally be able to begin something and finish it? To start a new success habit or a power ritual for success and continue it? and change your life, picture for just a moment, 365 days from now, stepping in to your best self, looking back at this moment in time and barely recognizing who you are. Who is that person that I once was? Look at what I've done in the last year. I want you to just look for a moment at your surroundings. If that was you, one year from today, that you stepped in to the identity of the person with the results that you want to create, your future self, and you began, you began to implement the habits that you set for yourself and to own them at a core level, And it became easy and effortless for you. What would life look like for you then? What have you created? What's the house that you're living in look like? What is the car that you're driving feel like? What does your bank account look like? What do you look like? And how do you feel knowing that you were able to create this 
by simply owning, owning that new you. And the habits that it took to get you there. More importantly, what if these specific habits could in fact change your life? Listen, go ahead and come back to me now. Your habits are either making you or breaking you. They're helping you get to where you want to go or they're literally stopping you from ever getting there. If you don't have what you want in life, financially, in your relationships or marriage, in your bank account, in your happiness, fulfillment in life, it's because you're living self-defeating and unmanaged habits. Either you're managing your habits or you're letting your habits manage you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. See, most people have never taken the time to develop the discipline to self-manage. Because that's what it requires, self-management. And what happens is your habits control you on an unconscious level. They begin to work on autopilot. And before you even know it, you have a new habit that's set in and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And you may not even recognize its presence. Look, it's a habit to sleep in. It's a habit to get up early when your alarm goes off at 5 a.m. It's also a habit to hit snooze 20 times, as some of you do. It's also a habit. I'm guilty. <laughs> it's also a habit to go to the gym before work, to get your mind right, to get your body right. That's a habit. And it's also a habit to not ever go to the gym. That's a habit too. See, when we fix who you are at the core, at the identity level, you're going to find that it's going to be easy, really, really easy for you to achieve. You may have heard the saying, if I don't change, nothing changes. And it's true. You have to change. For you to get what you want in life, your desired outcomes, you have to change. You have to change who you are as a person. Now, if you haven't yet listened to podcast episode 002, I believe, called Change Your Identity, Change Your Results, I highly recommend that you do so after this episode. That is one that you are not going to want to miss. And we dive deep into this identity, this topic of identity. So you have to change who you are as a person. If you're not making the kind of money you want to be making in life, 
or you're not achieving the results that you want to be achieving, you're not a one percenter yet, let's say, you haven't consistently been able to hit top level bonus yet, you're not hitting President's Club or Chairman's Club yet, you're not successfully winning at your career yet, it's because you're not that person at the identity level. And how we change is through conditioning. We change by conditioning, by reprogramming. So little by little, we need to whittle away at your old habits. Think about this. I want you to think about a habit that's not serving you. There's so many habits. But just one habit that's not serving you. One habit that was felt like torture to change for me was one of sleeping in. And I still revert back from time to time, but now it's become who I am to wake up at a certain hour. But ever since I was a little kid, I began to take on that habit of sleeping in. It became who I was, part of my identity to sleep in. And I vividly recall my father coming in on Saturday mornings at, and starting at 9 a.m. and then at 10 a.m. and Joni, wake up! In his thick Indian accent, mind you. <laughs> I didn't do a good impersonation of that. <laughs> and I'd get irritated and mad. So guess what? Naturally, I fought that getting up early and sleeping in became who I was, became part of my identity. So changing that as an adult after years and years 20 plus years of practice often felt like a huge challenge. Like I was climbing Mount Everest to be able to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning because it wasn't who I was. Make sense? So let's talk about, before we really dive in to habits, Let's talk about why change has been so hard. One reason why change is so hard, and I'm going to give you five reasons why change in the past has probably been kind of hard for you. This it is for many people. You're not creating change in a way that the brain works at an unconscious level. See, most people approach change very consciously, very matter-of-factly, fact <laughs> I'm going to do this. See, the mind actually works through imagery and self-talk, through images, pictures that we have in our mind, and self-talk. And these pictures actually have feelings that are associated with them. Two, you've attempted to create change by changing your behaviors first. Most people start from the behavior level. The habit level. Well, I know if I want to be a one percenter that I need to have power rituals, as I often talk about. And so I'm going to just start doing these power rituals. I'm going to start by, um, what's a good power ritual? I'm going to start, well, let's just start with something simple. I'm going to start gratitude journaling every day. Well, guess what? They get two days into it. I've had so many people begin and day one, they can't even seem to get the, get the journal in because that's not who they are yet. 
gratitude journaling every day is not part of their identity. Experiencing gratitude daily is not who they are yet. So they start with the behavior first. So while the mind works through imagery and self-talk, it's reinforced by our behaviors that are created at the identity level. Remember, as I mentioned in Change Your Identity, Change Your Results, in that episode, you can only be who you are. You can only be who you are. So you have to first change yourself at the identity level, work to change yourself at the identity level in order to have completely different behaviors. Because that identity level is reinforced, and we're going to talk about this a lot today, by those beliefs in your mind and the self-talk in your head and the behaviors that are influenced by that self-talk that ultimately create your results. Three, not understanding conscious and unconscious programming. See, again, it's not enough to just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hit top-level bonus. Really? Are you? I'm glad you think so. But how do we make it happen? See, the programming of our mind happens at an unconscious level. Not at the level of conscious thought. And we're going to talk about that more in detail today. Four, your belief systems, meaning your actual beliefs that you might not even know you have, that really often aren't even yours, that you've taken on. Maybe sabotaging your results. Meaning you've heard things throughout your life from parents and siblings even, or grandparents that have been passed down to you that you've just began to own and you had no idea that you did. And I mean owned at an unconscious level. It became part of your identity. Those beliefs are part of your identity. It's why you have what you have right now and why you do not. So, Lastly, number five is the unconscious mind as to why change has been so hard in the past for many people and maybe even yourself is that the unconscious mind does not take in negatives. And you have been attempting to change while speaking in negatives. So it doesn't understand negatives. And the problem is, is that most people when attempting to change use language in thought that are negative, in negatives. So maybe you've told yourself over and over again, I'm not going to have a bad month again. I am not going to miss top-level bonus by a hair. I am not going to not be number one. And it might just be as simple as I'm not going to miss bonus this month for some of you. And that's okay. So the bottom line is you're speaking to yourself in a way that is actually reinforcing the habit. It's reinforcing the habit. The more you say you're not going to do something, you're literally reinforcing the habit because the unconscious mind does not understand negatives. 
So we're going to talk about how it actually takes that thought and processes it to work against you, okay? So I want to talk to you about the two parts of you that are sometimes serving you and other times hurting you. See, there's this part of you inside that you may not be aware of that really believes in you. This part of you that likes to win, this part of you that knows you've won in the past at certain things, that you've achieved things, this part of you that wants more, the part of you that wants you to get up and work out before work, the part of you that wants to begin a new habit and fulfill upon it to create the results you say you want. This part of your personality supports things you are working towards. It supports positive change. It supports you. And it shows up from time to time. And on the other hand, there's another part of you. And that part of you is not quite like this positive part of you. This part of you is quite the opposite. It doesn't want you to focus. It's often very negative, self-defeating, self-deprecating, self-sabotaging, meaning you set your goal and your intention to achieve something. And this small part of you, this really negative part of you will do anything and everything to ensure that you do not achieve it. It will creep little words into your mouth that you're just like, did I just say that? You've probably done that before. I know I have. Or these terrible thoughts that we cannot get out of our head that keep spinning and spinning and looping and looping. And they're enough to drive you crazy. Maybe you know what I'm referring to. See, this part of you plays out in your habits. When you want to take on something new and you got that part of you that wants you to win and succeed. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this other part of you, the self-sabotaging part of you, begins to show up in your personality through doubt. And all it begins with is a seed, a seed of doubt. And that seed begins to germinate. And that seed begins to grow bigger and bigger and bigger until it's taken over. That part of you is filled with fear. That part of you is filled with inaction. That part of you doesn't want to help you plan your goals. That part of you says, why would you set your goals that big? You've never achieved that before. That part of you that questions whether you can or you can't and kind of really wants you to believe that you can't. Here's the thing. When you experience that negative self defeating part of you, self-sabotaging part of you, doesn't it feel just that? Self-defeating? 
part of you is never going to fully go away. Here's the thing I want you to understand right now. You cannot ever defeat it. It's not going to vanish and never come back. No matter how much we master your mindset, which is exactly what it takes to be the 1% and to stay the 1%, you're never going to get it to go away. And you might be thinking, well, Joni, this just sucks. So what am I going to do? Because that negative, that negative voice, that part of me that doesn't want me to win, that wants me to fail, and that part of me that wants me to play small, it doesn't really want you to fail. That part of you actually just wants to protect you. It wants to protect you. It's that part of you that's been around for millions and millions, millions of years that protects you. Its job was initially to protect you and it just hasn't quite evolved yet. But how do we deal with it? If we can't make it go away, how do we not let it control us? So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, here's what I want you to do. I want you to name that part of you. Name that part of you by thinking of someone, perhaps, who's really annoying to you, that when that part of you creeps up, you've got a name for it. Oh, there goes so-and-so again, trying to make an appearance in my life and tell me I can't play big, that I need to stay small. So I'm going to just think of that part of me right now. As I'm staring at a box of Kleenex, some of you see it, hear it in my voice rather, <clears throat> and it has an image of Frozen, which perhaps is a Disney cartoon. Not sure why I picked that one. <laughs> Extra cooling on the nose. And so that's going to be the name of my part. That self-sabotaging part of me that, you know, personally I've never named, but I'm naming it now. That's what we're doing. And Frozen is so appropriate as I think about this because Frozen keeps me stuck. When Frozen shows up with that really annoying voice telling me I can't do something, wanting to judge me or what will others think of you if you fail, Frozen keeps me stuck. So that's my part's name, and I want you to personify it for you. So call it a name. Give it a name that feels suiting. And I want you to really think about which part is winning and driving you. Which part... Is it the self-sabotaging part, frozen for me, or that part of you that likes to win? Maybe if you want to give that one a name, maybe that's your alter ego. That's your, your highest self, your rock star self that you're in the process of becoming that is capable of so much. Maybe you want to name that one right now. 
What does Beyonce call herself? Sasha Fierce. That's her alter ego. She knows it and owns it and comes out when she's on stage. Who is that part for you? And which part most of the time is winning and driving you? So think about right now in your life, at work, your results, wherever you're at right now, you know what it is. Which part is driving you? Self-sabotaging part that's keeping you stuck or that part of you that wants you to win and succeed? And the first step is to be aware. The first step is to be aware. And we're going to talk about how to address this part when it shows up, okay, in just a little bit. So Mother Teresa, this amazing woman who gave so much of her life to other humans who had nothing, once said, what you fight weakens you. Powerful statement. And some of you may have heard me say in the past, and I was not the one who initially said this, what you resist persists. And these are just two different ways of saying the same thing. So you've got to stop fighting that negative part of you that self-sabotaging part of you, and you've got to start managing it. People don't look for solutions to problems they don't believe they have. So the first key is to create a level of heightened awareness to what's happening to when, as to when it appears. And so you're going to become highly aware aware of when your negative self-sabotaging part, my frozen, shows up, okay? And let's talk about what kind of behaviors does this self-sabotaging, self-deprecating part that wants to keep us playing small, what is it responsible for? It's usually a really bad time manager. It's really good at procrastination. It's really good at saying... um, Let's keep your goals undefined. Let's not give you goals because you can't achieve them. Let's keep you playing small. Don't say this on your table when you're unclear. Don't ask this question because what if they judge you in a certain way? What if they don't think you're nice anymore? When that shows up, we're aware. You're aware. We're going to talk about how to do more than just be aware of that moment. When that part shows up and is trying to control you and steal from you and steal what desired outcome you're in the process of creating, acknowledge its presence. See, what happens is the the left-hand side of the brain, the left side of the brain is what commands it. The left-hand side of the brain commands it, and the right-hand side or the unconscious mind executes it. So when you speak your words, your words are a command. So what you speak with your words is actually a command. 
that the right side of the brain, the unconscious mind, executes upon. And if you're wondering what your words are really like, and the thoughts in your mind as well apply, look at your surroundings and your results in any specific area of your life, your relationships. Are they good or are they struggling and feel challenged? Those are the thoughts and the words in your mind and coming out of your mouth. What's your career look like? What's your results at work? How are your sales? Those are the thoughts in your mind. And the words that you're speaking out of your mouth. See, the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. And so whatever the left-hand side of the brain says, the right-hand side responds to and must obey. It's the executing side. It must obey. So what you say with your words is literally an unconscious command that your right-hand side of the brain the unconscious mind will fulfill. It doesn't care. It just does. It doesn't analyze. It just fulfills. (laughs) Your wish is my command is basically what it's saying. Tell me what you want by the thoughts going on in your head and the words coming out of your mouth and I will make it happen. And this is just the problem. So this can work to help you or this can work to hurt you. And for most people out there, it's hurting them on a very deep level. So let's talk about what does your self-talk look like? Are you saying, I should probably write my goals out. I should pitch bigger. I should pitch more value. I, I don't want to take this tour. I don't want this type, of, uh, this type of tour, perhaps. I can't sell VIP. I can't sell presidential. I've never done it before. I can't do it. I've never closed my own deal. I can't. I'm not sure that I can even. Are these things that are coming out of your mouth or the thoughts that are in your head? Because when I say the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined, it's actually a really powerful thing. Because what you need to do is to trick your mind into believing, your unconscious mind into believing that you're already doing it. And we're going to talk about how. See, those words are creating your results. We only do what we are. We only do, which is behavior, habits are a behavior. Your daily habits are behaviors, conscious or unconscious. They're still behaviors. We only do what we are. So if you're not making any money right now, You're not someone in your mind who is making money. If you're not consistent every month at sales, if you're not consistent in your performance every single month, it's because in your mind, you're not a consistent sales rep. You're an inconsistent sales rep. Make sense? So you're only doing what you are. That's all you know. 
So how, how do we stop the negative self-talk? How do we stop the negative self-talk? See, your behaviors, your doing is only going to change when we change who we are at the core. When we change our self-talk, we change our beliefs. And when we change our beliefs, we change our identity. And all of these things are, are linked. See, our identity is directly correlated to our beliefs, whether we think we can or we think we can't, whether we believe we can make multiple six figures or we believe we can't at an unconscious or conscious level that we might be aware of or we might not. Whether we believe we can be a top one percenter or we believe we can't. All of that creates your identity. And the important thing to realize is that self-talk is impacting the behavior because you're not going to do what you don't believe you are. You're not going to take actions and behaviors if you don't believe you can be that person. Why am I going to pitch massive value if I don't believe I'm capable of getting a huge deal? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to skimp out. I'm going to pitch small. So you only do what you are. And your outcomes are directly correlated are directly correlated with that behavior. So as you see, you have to start from a core level. All of these impact your actual results, your outcomes or your results. Your, your behavior will only change when you believe with the self-talk inside of your mind believes that you are actually a different person. when you actually believe that you're the person who's capable of getting the results you say you want to achieve. So it's all very correlated. Identity is at the base, beliefs just above it, self-talk above that, behavior, or that includes your habits, right? Your actions at work as a sales rep above that, and outcomes or results. Some people call it environment, meaning what does your life look like around you? Do you have or do you have not, <laughs> right? Are you one of the best or are you not? Well, all of that is linked directly correlated with everything below it. So when you start with the behavior, you're starting in the wrong place because you don't believe you're that person. You can only be who you are, right? So let's talk about this mind of ours. And the mind that creates the negative behavior that's a habit. So I want you to think about, for example, when you get a tour, a few reps out there, and there's a prejudgment that happens with that tour, for example. And I know not all of you prejudge. There's probably about one of you out there who does. <laughs> so the rest of you can completely ignore this. So when you get handed a tour and you read the name on it, or you see an owner profile if they're an owner, or you saw them in the lobby, there's a thought that crosses through your mind 
and a feeling that you begin to feel. A feeling that you begin to feel. And that feeling is directly correlated with your behavior and how you actually perform. Okay? So, as we talk about the how to do this, how to manage this self-deprecating, self-defeating part of us that wants us to play small so that we can change our identity and thereby change our behaviors ultimately to change our results. We got to change or manage, we got to manage these thoughts. We got to manage this part that shows up. We can't get rid of it. It's never going to go away entirely. However, I will tell you that if you continue to allow this part to operate the way it's been operating, it's probably going to drive most of you pretty crazy for the rest of your life. And you'll continue to get the results that you've always gotten. So we need to change that by managing this part. So here's what you're going to do. So I want you to write this down. When you recognize that this part has shown up, it's fully aware because you get this crazy thought in your head that says, oh my God, I got this tour again. I never sell this kind of tour. I can't do this. Oh, I don't know what their VIPs. How am I going to sell them? Whatever that thought is, or Joni, you're not going to hit your goal. Why did you set it that big? I want you to say out loud initially, cancel that. I don't care who looks at you like you're crazy. Say cancel that. And in your mind's eye, I want you to picture immediately as you say cancel that, a big red X, maybe with even a really annoying sound, like bam, like a stamp coming right down on that thought or that belief or those words that came out of your mouth. See that in your mind's eye and just, just picture a big red X. Don't worry, it's taking care of the words and the thought. And see it fade away. See it fade off the screen. And the more you begin to say it out loud, the more you begin to practice the habit of canceling this signal that's telling your mind that it's okay to take on these thoughts and and these beliefs, to have this negative self-talk that does become part of your belief system and your ultimately your identity which means you'll never take on the behaviors that you need to take on. You'll never take on these new habits and actually own them and begin to do them with ease. And you'll never have the results that you desire. So we say cancel that. We picture a big red X, maybe even an annoying noise and see it fade away. And then write this down. I choose my thoughts. I I choose my thoughts and I choose to think about X. So here's what's happening. We're recognizing that self negative self-talk, number one. We're saying cancel that. That's step two. Step three is saying in your mind, or you can say it out loud to begin with, I control my self-talk. Basically saying nobody else does. I control my mind and therefore my results, as I often say. So I control my self-talk. I control my thoughts. What is it that I need to be thinking instead? And I want you to take that thought, whatever it was, and say, how can I reframe this in a positive, more empowering way to actually allow me to achieve what it is that I want to achieve, to be who I want to be? 
So if it was a tour that you were prejudging, you can say, I don't care who this person is. They have not met me yet. And I'm going to change their life today. How much more empowering does that feel? How much more positive does that feel? And do you think that your behaviors are going to be a little bit different when you go in there and give that presentation? But you might not cut corners this time. You might actually give a full presentation, which means you actually have a shot. Because you don't have a shot when you cut corners. And the more you begin to do that, the more you begin to stop prejudging tours and you begin to take on the belief system of a top performer. Because I guarantee you, while we're not perfect, the 1% believes they can sell anyone, no matter what. So it takes practice. It takes repetition. So every time that that self-defeating, self-deprecating, self-sabotaging part, every time Frozen decides to show up, whoever your Frozen is for you, you say, cancel that with a big red X in your mind's eye, blackening, blackening that screen and just making that thought or words or belief go away instantly. And you say, what is it that I need to be thinking instead? And you reframe that into a positive, more self-empowering thought. And maybe that is, it only takes one. Don't forget, Joni, it only takes one. Make sense? The more you do this, the more of a habit it becomes. And the more of a habit it becomes, the more unconsciously competent you will get at this. And it just becomes part of your identity, who you are. And you begin to manage this part of you that wants to keep you playing small. So let's talk about briefly what this positive self-talk needs to look like. So I hope you're understanding by now that this self-talk, managing the self-talk, managing these, these two conflicting parts that we don't want to resist, we don't want to fight, but we want to manage. That's a key. That is key, a key part of the process to actually changing the behavior and actually being able to take on new habits that come with ease. Because when it becomes a part of who you are, it's easy to achieve. It's easy to take on that new habit. So let's talk about the positive self-talk. Three things with it. One, it must be positive. (laughs) It sounds silly, but look, we're not going to say don't. Because every time you say don't, you think of it. That's what you think of. So when I tell you right now, don't think of a pink elephant. I know it's been said so many times. Don't think of a pink elephant. Guess what? I'm sure you're thinking of a pink elephant right now. No matter how good or how poor your visualization skills are, you're thinking of a pink elephant. So don't actually brings attention to it. Don't enhances it. It brings it to the forefront of our consciousness, which means it puts it in our energetic sphere and it's in what we don't want. It's in, it's, yes. So make it positive too. <laughs> I am. I am very powerful words of affirmation. I am. You're owning it. Your po- let your positive self-talk have the words I am as a part of it. And three, very specific, very specific. So if you're saying to yourself, oh, you're in the past, right? cancel that. If you were in the past saying this to yourself, I'm not going to have a bad month. I'm not going to have a bad month. I am not going to have a bad month. Now you're going to say, I am having a rock star month and I am in the process of hitting top level bonus and higher. Does that make sense? So very specific. It's positive. I am 
having a rockstar month and I am in the process of hitting top level bonus or higher. And four, present, present tense. The unconscious mind operates in the present tense. It operates in the present tense. So we want to make sure that it's very present in our present tense. If it's in the past, it's just causing confusion. It's like, but we already did it, right? You already did it. No. Some people write their goals. I will have achieved. I don't even know what how to, what is that future perfect? I don't know. I can't remember this from elementary school. <laughs> All you grammar people are like, oh, Johnny, whatever it is, we need it to be not in the future, not in the past, in the present. Okay. That's why when I teach you how to write goals, it's done in the present tense. All right. You might've heard of the, I believe it was a French philosopher mathematician even, Rene Descartes, who once said, I think, therefore I am. And therefore, you want to be imagining what it looks like and what it feels like to have already hit top-level bonus. It's happen. You're in the process. You're seeing that happen now. Imagine over and over and over again as if it's already happened. It's in the present tense. You just saw it. You just hit your goal. You're, you're seeing it happen now, rather. So this imagination process is so key to the manifestation process. Wealthy people daydream about staying wealthy. They're always thinking about how can I add another income stream to my portfolio? How can I, what's my next investment going to be? Who do I need to meet in order to achieve my next level of success? Whereas poor people daydream about staying poor. My bills are mounting. I can't stay on top of it. One bad thing after another keeps happening to me. Can I just get a break? I swear to God, I cannot get out of this mess. I'll never be able to get debt free. My credit card debt keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So that's what they're daydreaming about. That's what they're imagining over and over and over again. Whereas the wealthy person is thinking about and imagining over and over and over again in their daydreams about what being more wealthy looks like and feels like. The more you imagine something with repetition, say something over and over and over again and affirm it, the more your unconscious mind begins to believe it until you actually become it at the identity level. Here's the thing. It takes absolutely zero effort to do what you already are. Think of a smoker. It's not hard for a smoker to do smoker-like activities. That's who they are. It's also not hard for a non-smoker to do non-smoker-like activities because that's who they are. It's also easy for a one percenter to pitch like a one percenter, to never shortcut because that's who they are. Yet, for the 99% of sales reps out there, not cutting corners, not doing a, a doing an unthorough discovery is 
part of who they are more times than not. So it takes zero effort to do what you are. And the key is to condition you in your mind to be what it is you want to be so that those behaviors, those behaviors, those habits begin to happen effortlessly. So when we are that at the identity level, the behavior part of it becomes easy. Then we actually just take on the behavior. Then we actually just, the habit becomes like, oh, of course, this is who I am. This is just what I do. It's who I am. I'm a one percenter. I don't prejudge. That's just who you are and who you become when you change yourself at the identity level. Does that make sense? So self-talk determines beliefs. Your self-talk determines your beliefs, whether you can or you believe you can't. And your beliefs determine your attitudes, your feelings of when you are, certain things happen to you at work, when you get handed a certain tour and how you respond, how you feel at any given moment in time, wherever you are in the month, whether you're nowhere near your goal or you've already exceeded it, your attitudes, whether change is happening in the office place and how you respond to it. Your attitudes determine feelings feelings in your body and your feelings determine your behavior. If you're not feeling good, if you're feeling bad, you won't take the right actions, the right behaviors. So that's where when a non-peak performer gets handed a tour and they begin to prejudge that tour and they start getting that those thoughts in their mind that instantly say, oh my God, these people never buy and that feeling that arises in their body, all of a sudden it's pretty ev- evident that they're not going to take the right actions to sell that tour. They're shortcutting. This is why the same person who was prejudged by 20 sales reps in their entire history of ownership, when they meet a one percenter, all of a sudden they get sold. It's because the one percenter doesn't allow their, their feelings to go negative. They keep their feelings strong and their feelings determine their behavior. So they don't cut corners. They do the exact same process. They treat them the exact same way and they get a deal. And that's what it comes down to. So your behavior determines your outcome, your results. Here's the bottom line. You either choose to manage the self-defeating part of you, that frozen part of you that keeps you stuck and wants to keep you playing small, or the self-defeating part of you manages you. And it will become evident through your results, your environment, what you have or what you do not. And so I hope this episode of Mindset Monday really gets you thinking that it's not about beginning with behavior first. It's really about changing our identity at a core level by beginning with, let's start with our self-talk that impacts our beliefs and our identity. And when our self-talk is empowered and our self-talk is managed properly, it impacts our behavior, right? And therefore our results. All of these things are intertwined and they're the exact reason why some of you have 
what you want and why some of you have struggled to get there. But empowerment is key. Knowledge is key. And it's not just so much to hear it. It now comes down to being it. Being it. So I take, I put you up rather to this challenge of defining this part of you, giving it a name and identity, and even that incredible, accomplished, successful one percenter part of you and giving it a name and becoming aware of when that other part of you, that small part of you shows up, canceling it out, acknowledging it and redirecting it, reframing it in to something that's uh, thoughts, words, beliefs that are empowering you to be the person that you want to be, that you need to be in order to get the results you say you want. And then all the habits, all the behaviors, all the power rituals that you've attempted and not been consistent with become easy. All right, rock stars. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mindset Monday and that you are ready to blast through. Gosh, we have about 10 days to the end of 2017 for those of you who are listening to it today maybe 11 days, uh, and that you're ready to begin 2018 on fire. If you're craving more great content to help you end this year on fire and to blast through and start 2018 with a bang, I would like to invite you to a special masterclass that I'm hosting. It's called Five Shifts to Becoming a Peak Performer and Rockstar Closer so you can sell more deals, change more lives, and make crazy timeshare money. This is only for my timeshare peeps out there, my sales reps who are ready to take it to the next level. And I'll put the link in the description as well. It's timesharesalesmastery.com forward slash webinar to get there. And if you're ready to just jump through all that and you actually want to just connect with me and have a real conversation about what taking you to the next level looks like, and more than looks like, feels like, and actually getting there, then just email me at Joni, J-O-A-N-I-E at timesharesalesmastery.com. Tell me you heard this episode of Mindset Monday and uh, we'll set a time to get together on the phone. All right, rock stars, get out there, create an amazing day. You absolutely deserve it to your unstoppable success. Until next time on Mindset Monday, peace. If you enjoyed today's episode of The 1% Life, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share it with your friends. We'll catch you next time.